0: Live and lead with joy and purpose. Whether speaking or coaching leaders, entrepreneurs or teams, my next guest helps organizations drive dramatic performance improvements. Her work fosters cultures with high levels of engagement where trust, collaboration and innovation are the norm. Her clients include Costco Wholesale, Microsoft, Alaska Airlines, Boeing, Expedia and Redfin. Having run a successful publishing and consulting company for over 25 years, she blends her understanding of the business world, ever changing climate with the energetic results oriented style. It's gonna be a good one, y'all. I can tell we're gonna laugh today. We're gonna have some fun, but ladies and gentlemen, join me in welcoming to the show, Pam Dibbs, how are you doing? Pam?
1: I am so so excited to be here rob and i've been really enjoying the podcast so thank you for bringing this whole podcast out and for interviewing everyone and for interviewing some of our you know newbies like me <laughs>
0: <laughs> and we are definitely going to get into that i'm, I'm glad you are uh, a listener but yes we we do love having these conversations talking to people and just seeing how everyone really is up to something cool in this community like no matter if your platform is you know thousands to to a few everybody up to something amazing you know Uh, but before we get into highlighting your work i I really want to give you an opportunity to kind of express to the community who you see yourself as or how you show up you know and i'll I'll give you that that space to to do it yourself because i'll read your bio at the beginning but you know if I'm, if I, if I know Pam, you know, what would I, what would I feel like? What would I know about Pam that would kind of highlight how you show up?
1: Yeah. And I, and I would say, you know, rather than go into sort of boring bio stuff, one of the first things I I love to start with is just the fact that, um, I love humor. And so, uh, Everything, I look at life and work and business through the lens of what's funny about this. Now, I thought everybody did that. And and actually, when I first came across the principles, I realized, you know, as many of us often say, you know, that we're actually learning something we already know. And then we realize that we already knew it. Mm -hmm. Well, one of the things that I already knew was that When I stopped seeing what was funny about a situation, I knew not to listen to what was going on in my mind, right? So it was that huge, like wake up for me that like, when my funny bone had got switched off, (laughs)
0: like. Yeah, that's pretty, that's a very nice observation, like an awareness, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, how I show up in the world and what people would sort of more know me as is, I've been working as a coach in leadership and team development, you know, working with big organizations like Microsoft and Boeing and Costco for about the last 12 years. And then I also uh, work one on one, so with private clients too. And I also help coaches with starting their own business, especially if they want to get into corporate. And then about five years ago, I did some stand up comedy which was on a bucket list for me. And (laughs) and Rob, you and I had talked previously about, you know, what was the scariest thing.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: This was, you know, like really scary for me to think about doing stand-up. I'd wanted to do it for so long and I'd really put it off and put it off. And I said to myself, you've got to do it, you know, uh, before you're 50. So I did it and I invited 10 friends to come because that would make me get on stage. Yeah. And so I did some stand up comedy. And then one of those friends said, hey, you've got to do a comedy set about coaches at this next international coaching event. So I went and did a set about coaches and coaching, which was just so much fun to do, Uh, just making fun of our profession, you know. And so and then every time I did a gig, I would get another gig and and it ended up becoming a part of my business. So now I actually get paid to do wow. comedy, or comedic speaking at leadership events and conferences and um, for entrepreneurs too. And so it's now That's cool. a That's super part cool. of my business, which I'm, I'm still kind of pinching myself.
0: <laughs> That's more. I can definitely understand that. So What's the funniest thing you've seen doing this?
1: Right? Well, one of the things that comes to mind is just, I think it's hilarious as coaches, how we will often be coaching a client who is bringing the very thing that we're working on personally.
0: Yes, right. I mean,
1: We literally sign up for this, don't yeah. we, coaches? But you can be wrestling with something, and then I don't know about you, but have you ever found yourself in a coaching session where the client is coming up with some really good ideas about how they're going to deal with it, and you're kind of like, "Tell me more about that." <laughs> but it's like you're 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 now taking notes for yourself, you know? It,
0: it <laughs> well you should be paying them. <laughs> like, you know what? I'm gonna refund you for this session. Yeah. Uh, or we could split it half I hope you got some but I surely did right (laughs) yeah
1: yeah so I was just musing on that the other day you know just and and even just how how life has been during the pandemic you know just you know when I when I look at how you know I first was you know so kind of hyper vigilant I even found myself Driving six feet apart from the car in front of me, you know. At and when I got to a stoplight, I was keeping six feet distance, and I was like, "What am I doing? I'm in a car, you know." Like, <laughs> and and just the fact you're that social um,
0: distancing in the car,
1: <laughs> social distancing in the car, like you know. But but there's that you're just trying to sort of the hyper vigilance that we that we wow. had and that we can be light about, even when things look like they're really tough and really serious yeah the levity actually helps us with the gravity
0: i I would agree with that i i do there has been um and one of i use these reference points that i talk about sometimes in my teachings but one of them is laugh a lot and it's because i i believe that you can only laugh in the present you can't laugh in the past or in the future and And whatever's making you laugh, that's not what I'm, I'm just talking about you going through the experience of laughter means you're right there right now. And from that space, if you can catch that kind of like the awareness you was talking about earlier, if you can become aware of that, then man, that, that becomes magical for you to use to your advantage, you know, it becomes powerful, you know, um, transcendent, transformative, so to speak, you know,
1: I, I totally agree, Rob, like, it, it's one of those sort of underutilized things that we just take for granted. But it, it is part of our way that we regulate is mm-hmm. to, when we laugh, you know, we are present, we mm-hmm. are in the moment. And, you know, it, there's also something very big in connection you know Victor Borg said the shortest distance between two people is a good laugh
0: oh I like that
1: and I am so with him on that yeah you know? I
0: like that that's not so one like of the that.
1: things when I work with teams is I'm really helping them up their banter and there's sort of this moment I look for when I'm working with teams where and I often feel it in the lightness I call it light mindedness yeah. Um, not, not not that I necessarily share that label with them.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, but, but I understand that the essence of it—light, yeah. not like-minded, but light-minded. Yes. I like light-minded, that.
1: minded you know, where there's just this way that the interaction shifts and yeah. the, a different sort of curiosity. I, you know, the research is now showing that humor helps us cope, connect, and create. And so I love the fact that I now have some research to back up all the things I've known just sort of instinctively. You know, even if you just show a team a funny video for a minute before you have them do some brainstorming, it increases the ideas, the number of ideas they have. They have more interesting, curious, Mm -hmm. better ideas, and they're more willing to share edgy ideas with each other just from showing it a really short little funny video. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Um, so yeah, so I
0: love uh that. I, I yeah. love it. I use I use some, some things like that with the corporate trainings I do. Like you said, I don't put the labels on them. But it's, it's all getting people <laughs> to just slow down their thinking, tap into that inner strength. And then it just amazingness just comes from that. So it's it's super easy, really, but I I love doing it. I really do love. So we've been a stand-up comic, we we're coach, speaker, um talk to the people about they don't they didn't see the picture, but talk to them about you being a daredevil and just wanting to do things to scare the shit out of yourself because I don't understand it. So I wanna frame The picture you showed me for the listeners, which was you strapped to the top of an airplane while it was flying high enough that the ground underneath it was gridded, which means it was a couple thousand feet in the air. And there you were standing on top of the wings as if that wasn't scary. So talk to me about that.
1: Well, listen, Rob, if anybody is thinking during the pandemic that they want a safer way to fly. I can't recommend wing walking enough. You know, if you <laughs> if you really want to fly risk free in terms of the virus get out on the wing be on the outside of the plane. No. So I am an entrepreneur at heart and my very first business that I still run with my husband 30 years we've been running this business. Um it's called the Plain Picture Company. So it focuses on um, filming and storytelling around aviation, and especially historic aviation, because my husband is a specialist in that. And so he's a filmmaker and a photographer and a creative. And I bring the sort of business structure and funding and doing all of that, that good stuff for the projects. And so in that business, I have just met the most amazing people around the world and got the most amazing opportunities, like wing walking on a biplane. So um, it just seemed like a really good idea to me. Really? Because my (laughs) mind
0: didn't say that. My mind, I'm still waiting for my mind to tell me. It's a good idea for you to be on a plane that's in the air on the wing. I'm still waiting for it. I don't know if it's in my spam. I don't know if it's... But Pam, I still have not got that notification.
1: I think this insight is going to come to you. You know, I just think just, just give it some time. Give it some time.
0: So there you were on the wing. Yeah. The plane is going down the runway to take off. What are you thinking?
1: You know, um, I was a little bit like, wow, you know, like, I'm actually doing this because I, I, I although I had in my head that I had wanted to do this at some time, I hadn't planned to do it that day. So my husband was doing a magazine shoot with a professional wing walker, and she was sick. And so I stepped in at the last minute so I I didn't even know I was going to be doing it that day and I ended up doing it twice because I loved it so much which I'm sure you will when you do it too no
0: no no I'm not I'm not (laughs) sure of it I'm not
1: (laughs) so I um what, what was the weirdest part of it was landing actually because you you have no sort of depth perception when you're standing on the the wing of the biplane right For sure. And so you just couldn't tell at all when you were going to land, and um, it it was it, just it was just very bizarre. Um, and then he also did some aerobatics because he's a good friend of ours, the pilot. And so that was also definitely a wait. Wait, he
0: spent the plane around yeah. while you were on the wing.
1: Yeah. Oh no! So yes, yeah. you you
0: should have kept that part out because it <laughs> it has really went farther down my list now. Wait. So you're standing on the wing. What are you strapped on the wing with? Like, what is is it? Is it like concrete cement or a strap? It's
1: it's a little pole, and then you don't say the pole
0: is little. Like, just let it be a regular pole, because
1: you're you're
0: setting me. It's it's already scary enough. Just let it be a regular pole, okay?
1: Okay, and then you have like a belt around your waist, um, but you're really holding yourself up with your core strength. So so your the pole actually comes just up to your waist and then you have no fear about falling because because it's so you are sucked onto that thing like once you take off that there's Mm -hmm. never any fear that I'm going to fall off right because you are bracing against you know the wind and the you know very extreme
0: yeah And back to our episode. So you're you're super fun, right? Because you're out there on wings, going upside down. You you got a successful business that you've run with your your husband and your partner. So that must be great. You're coaching. I mean, you're an emerging voices, which is how we got connected. You're just out there doing it, just having a blast, just living, right?
1: I. So- I just have the best time you know like it is it is just and and one of the things that the principles has really helped me with is to savor the amazing life that I have like I've always had an amazing life but but I am touched by it now so much more regularly and deeply Um, and so that that's been just really, you know, I can't say how great how grateful, I can't say enough about how grateful I am for the understanding. You know, you know it, I, it just really has it, It's helped me savor this amazing life. You know.
0: Yeah. Uh, no, I know. I I, I most definitely know ex- exactly what you mean. Uh, which back brings up my next question. Then take me back to that time? When was your first insight or your first hearing about the principles?
1: Yeah. So um typical Pam fashion, because I'm a learning junkie. Okay, so I've been a seeker. And I have just, you know, soak up all sorts of learning. And, um you know, and I, I was on a mastermind coach program for a year. And the person who was leading the mastermind was asked on a call was he a three principles person you know was he into the three principles and I'd never heard it before Mm -hmm. and I'm a learning junkie so how had I not heard of this thing right (laughs) but he said no I'm not a three principles guy and that was enough for Pam so her mentor right my mentor is saying he isn't something so I go right I've got to find out about this
0: That's pretty funny. And at the
1: same time, my good friend, Stephanie Hardwick, who's been on this journey with me in the understanding and learning, um, she had come across it on a program she was on with Steve Chandler. And so she and I were like, what's this three principles thing? And and so we, she was recommended to read Dick Embettinger's book. So we both read the book. And then we contacted Dickin because we were like, there's something here. We don't know what, but there's something to this. So we went and did a um, retreat, an intensive with Dickin um, and spent four wonderful days uh, with him. And for the first day and a half, we argued with him. (laughs) So we were like, but Dickin, it can't be. And it can't be that simple. And, and I remember this moment where I said, but Dickin, what about parts? And he just looked at me and he just smiled in his Dickin way and laughed. And he said, oh, Pam, there are no parts. Just thoughts. And I was like, what? <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know invested you know i'm like yeah. a master parts yeah. you know certified coach and a you know and 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 just all of this undoing of everything i thought you know in, in terms of just how much work i thought it took to be mentally healthy i was mentally healthy but i had a a huge story about what that takes to maintain and so you know whether you know whether it be my daily practices or how I was you know working on self-improvement you know so I was in a thought management um or I say like (laughs) I mean it was exhausting trying to manage my thoughts trying to you know um, chase them down and change them and you know what if something I could believe something as true or truer than that original one and da, 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 you know like but I, that's what I thought it took yeah, to have psychological well-being yeah, and then that's what <laughs> I thought
0: uh, yeah.
1: and, and so and Dickin I, Dickin was such a perfect person to introduce me yeah. to this because he had had that too you know, and he shared about all of his daily practices, he used to do like, dream journaling, and then the meditations. And then the, you know, like, he had, you know, I think, like four hours or something, you know, of of practice. And And that's
0: just a beautiful voice. (laughs) That just you could just fall into, Like, Yeah, I love (laughs) Dick. And
1: and then I, you know, I mean, what, what I've been so grateful for, Rob, is, you know, George and Linda Pransky, of course, Michael Neal, um, Ken Manning, Robin Sharbert, Sandy crop um, Keith and Valder. I have learned so much, like, it, uh, just, I, I, I can't, I can't even express, like, how grateful I am for all of the Ways that each of those different teachers have talked about this to help me see something else, to help yeah. me see something deeper, or um, just help me take myself off my mind more.
0: You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, allow you to show up beautifully, though, because <laughs> uh, yeah, that is that is such a. I, I too consider myself very privileged. And the access of mentors that I have, the, the people that I do get to call and ask questions to, or just listen to, or be in the room with, and just, just glean from them. You know, don't mind me. I'm over here. Just listening. You know, Uh, I I, I do consider myself very fortunate for that as well. And because we have uh, some amazing teachers in this community.
1: It's incredible. Yeah. And, and, you know, and I live in Seattle, so a lot of them are really near me, yeah. you know, too. So I don't
0: Connor right? The Francis yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm Sandy Croft and yeah. Valder and
0: knock knock I don't knock.
1: I didn't know this was where y'all live, George. <laughs> I, I remember a moment where I think it was the the Three Principles Global Conference or something where Sandy Croft um, noticed that every time she turned around, I was standing there. I, <laughs> I was like writing down everything she said, you know, and then I just came clean and I said, I'm sorry, Sandy. I, I just, I just write down everything you say. <laughs> and she's just laughing at me, you know, There's such wisdom in their stories and their, um, and, and how they were just so okay with me wrestling with it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, the way they took care of us, the way they held us too, we could see it for ourselves. Uh, yeah. But now, yes, while you was following Sandy around writing notes, there was also some people watching you too, though. And you started getting some calls, and people wanted to use some of the stuff you was doing and say what you were saying. What did that feel like? So you went from following, <laughs> arguing with Dickon, following her... <laughs> Sandy around reading every word to somebody calling you and saying, can I use what you were using to share this understanding? what does that what does that feel like?
1: wow that that was a, a moment actually. i I've you know had the privilege of working with Ken Manning and um you know actually one of the things he shared with me recently uh, again was another sort of like what round the head moment what he was saying that you know in talking about humor cuz i believe that humor is something that i think we can bring more into how we teach the okay. principles i don't think it has to be dry and um serious right yeah. Yeah. you know i think i think bringing that lightness a it helps people be in a learning mindset it helps them be settled and present um but i actually think it helps how they can see what we're talking about, if we can bring humor to it, right? And so Ken was talking to me recently about um, how much in order to see what's funny in life that we have to trust life. And so how much mind is actually also really present here. And I hadn't seen that connection but you know it's one of those things i've been really mulling over yeah. um because i really really see that you know in order to see the the lightness and and what's funny then we really it's have gorgeous. to know that that we're okay and that we can trust life because you know otherwise we just think it needs our serious attention and you know we have to take it all so seriously in some recent research It takes the average adult two and a half months to laugh the same amount that a four year old does in a day.
0: Whoa.
1: Right. So, about at about 23, 24, we lose our funny bone in this culture Uh, because we are taught, right? You don't
0: take things seriously when you laugh a lot. You, yeah. Oh, that was definitely a thing in the military.
1: Yeah, and you uh, should be taken seriously. Yeah. And part of that is you showing that you take, you know, your yeah, life,
0: the, uh, especially yeah, your work, that, uh, you, know, yeah. you, know,
1: uh, you know, that work. And, I, and I've often heard leaders say, you know, stop messing about team you know yeah. we've got to solve this problem let's get serious and I'm like no,
0: no. let's not do
1: that right <laughs>
0: that's what's ha- that's what's causing this problem we've been too wound up too tied yeah, up, and I things got him. serious <laughs> mean, it's
1: ripping life you know yeah. because we don't know that we can trust life and so um but anyway so in in working with Ken um I had shared with him that I'm playing one of the things I love to do is just play around with exercises different ways of sharing this and um I had said that one of the things I like to sort of introduce mind um I'll just have people share what fascinates or puzzles them in nature and so I have them think about it for a minute and then I have them share. And what's so cool is I call it the did you know exercise. <laughs> That's our
0: people, yeah. Did you
1: know? <laughs> trees are talking to each other.
0: I can see know? that. Yeah. You know? So
1: it's the did you know? So I make it fun with the who's got the next did you know, right? You know, and I've been really sort of playing with it a lot and um and having some, you know, some good results. And I do a whole funny moment and I'm like. We're in nature, too. <gasps> you know, like shock horror. I've never once, when I asked that question, can you share what puzzles or fascinates you in nature? I've never had one person in all the groups I've shared this with say anything about a human. They, We see nature as the other.
0: Ah, yeah. Right? Yeah, like, yeah. That is, yes, I,
1: oh, wow. and, and, right. And never once, Rob, have I ever heard anyone oh, wow. share anything. We, it's all about what's happening, you know, that they see
0: outside and around. Outside oh, my God. That's, because yeah, that's...
1: we don't see ourselves in and Man. with nature. And so we can see, oh, yeah, out there, it's all resilient and, intelligent <laughs> and you know, it's okay. And, you know, I can see that all out there, creative and da-da-da. But, you know, looking at me, that feels really different. And so um, I'm really having, you know, having them see that, no, that's available to us too, because if you can see it there, yeah. how could we not be in nature too? Yeah.
0: That is so true. I love that.
1: Right? And so then I talk about, okay, so what's behind that, right? What's creating all of that? So I'm really getting to the idea that there's an intelligence behind life. This was my Pam's made it moment when Ken Manning asked me if he could use my exercise. (laughs) He really liked it. Shout
0: out to Kim Manning. Because I think a lot of people would have just used it. (laughs) Shout out to Kim for giving you the kudos. And I guess I better tell you, you might hear about me talking about it from now on too, Pam. That is a beautiful exercise. I love that. I absolutely love that. Oh, man. Well, I want you to do this for me. You've been dropping a whole bunch of knowledge on this. But the way we we end this is we put you on stage again, you know, and you basically just you know go talk to the community about whatever it is that you would like to say to them. Also where they could find you and ways that they can connect. Um yeah and this has been hilarious. I knew we was gonna laugh. I told them you heard it. I told them we were gonna laugh. But yeah, let people know where they can find you Pam and and then yeah talk us
1: out. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to. Um, so people can find me. The best place is my website, dibsonlife.com. I also have a YouTube channel and Instagram, which is just Pam Dibs, which has some of my comedy on. And so if anybody okay. wants to look at a few clips, that that's a good place to look. Um, and just feel free to send me an email from my website. That would be amazing to hear from people. And I, I, I suppose one of the things for me that there's a, a project I didn't get to talk about, which is the, the Good Death Project, and it's a project that I'm, I'm starting, which is really about helping us have some kind of a relationship with death in order to be lighter in life and to be more touched by life. And so, um, and you know, the way I talked Rob about the fact that I've always, you know, looked at life in that way of like, what's funny about this, and you know, what what can we, what can we make fun of here or laugh about here, yeah. and I and I think it's one of the ways that um, I am present in every day to. <laughs> living my life fully, right? And so when people think about having a relationship with death, right, they they often think about, oh, well, I'd have to get a bucket list and I'd have to go, no, 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 no. I'm not talking about any of that. I'm talking about having an awareness that this beautiful, precious life is not going to be here forever. So if this was the last job you were ever going to take, if you knew that, would you be a yes to the job you're in right now? and if you're not and do something about it you know and 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 just having that awareness you know that this is so precious what we're in right now this beautiful precious life and the understanding is is perfect for this right because you know just just to to really understand the mechanics behind the human experience that helps us just live the moments more fully um, and so that's kind of what just to share share with folks that that's kind of what's on my mind right now and um, i'm gonna have a podcast and i'm i'm gonna be sort of launching it more as a movement than anything else it's kind of taking shape and there'll probably be a documentary about it too um called hashtag death positive So there's a whole movement in the death positivity side of things. So, um, but yeah, just, I'd love to hear from people and, you know, there's nothing more I like than to share conversations with people in this work.
0: Thank you for listening to today's episode. For more information about the podcast, please go to 3pgc.org. If you're looking for more information about how to become a practitioner or you want to be featured on the show as a new, fresh voice in the principles, send us an email at info at 3PGC.org. We'd love to hear from you. Knowing there is no end or limitation, nor are there boundaries to the human mind. Have the day you deserve.